This is the Field of Streams Fantasy Baseball Podcast, brought to you by Fangraphs. Hello and welcome to the Field of Streams Podcast for Friday, June 24th. I'm your host, Dylan Higgins, joined by my co-host, Brad Johnson. Brad, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Welcome back to the show. Uh, you were gone last week because you were in New York for the... Uh, the Fangraphs event that was going on there, but back here for another one of our live Field of Streams shows uh, here on Friday morning. We, of course, have the uh, the chat going, the webcams going, the recording for Friday uh, the 24th. But, Brad, tell us a little bit about uh, that that trip last weekend and that whole uh, Fangraphs event, since we were not there. Oh, it was a ton of fun. Uh, work, working backwards at uh, the game itself a lot of fun uh if you're there and mm-hmm. if you're on twitter you got to see you know saris do a dizzy bat race and immediately fall down mm-hmm. uh, i think uh you know maybe had imbibed a bit too much at that point uh but he actually he fell down but the other two in the race they like immediately just merged together uh in a club and like barely made any progress so they all finished at the same time even though he had to get back up and start running wildly Boy, yeah, I saw that. That was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun meeting the fans. Uh, There's a bunch of good people to talk with at the game. Jonah Carey was there, a bunch Mm -hmm. of other uh, big names in the area. And then uh, night before that was the bar meetup, and that was a lot of fun too. It it was a little loud. I don't have a lot of volume with my voice, so Mm -hmm. it was uh, a bit of a challenge to really interact at times. But uh, it, it was good to meet everyone there, uh, met a bunch of fans, and again, a bunch of people from the industry. Uh, some of the guys I play Dynasty Baseball with but haven't met uh, live in New York City. Very cool. Yeah, I went to one of those uh, fancast meetups in Seattle in January or February or so, and uh, it was crowded. But it was definitely very fun. <laughs> it was great to meet everybody, but uh, a lot of people coming out for that kind of stuff, so... Cool. Very cool to hear. Yeah. Uh, Matt and I were both like, man, he kept joking that we were sad we didn't get our invite. And I'm like, <laughs> it's just New York's always the way, but we could definitely, uh, could definitely gone. It'll be fun. So, uh, very cool. Uh, well, yeah, like I said, welcome back to the show. Uh, we're going to look at DFS options for today, for Friday. And like most Fridays, there is a ton. There's a, a lot to go with. Uh, all 15 games are in play tonight in a big DFS slate. Um, Brad, did you have any, like, initial, uh, takeaways from, from this? Looks like pretty straightforward, uh, stack for me. Yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. Uh, the, the big thing, I guess, is there are, I think it's three of the best hitters parks and then four of the best pitchers parks are in play. Mm-hmm. And there's other good hitters parks too. Uh, so there's extreme options, not so much the neutral parks tonight. Uh, it's going to give you some opportunity to go after some guys in good situations. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's go ahead and uh, get into it a little bit. Uh, as usual, we start at catcher. Brad, what were you thinking at catcher for Friday? Uh, I think the big first obvious choice, uh, Wellington Castillo in Colorado. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can get that out of the way. He's facing a lefty. Uh, he, he destroys lefties. Not doing so much against righties this year, but yeah. the lefties are just dying against him. Uh, it's that cores. There's really not too much more to that. Uh, it's just a fantastic matchup for him in general. Yeah, he gets uh, Tyler Anderson, who's nothing special, right? Yeah, no, uh, definitely just kind of a, a maybe a league average type at sea level at best, mm-hmm. and not at sea level. It's going to be pretty ugly, I'm assuming. Yep. Uh, the, the Diamondbacks do have enough hitters at pound lefty pitching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like Castillo a lot there. That's probably my favorite name as well. Um, where else are you thinking if you don't want to pony up for Castillo? 
if I'm looking for a cheaper guy and there are some pricey aces that, you know, you want to think about putting in tonight, uh, the cheaper options, uh, going with the Cubs, uh, Wilson Contreras is 2,500 and he's probably going to be the guy who starts. Uh, mm-hmm. Miguel Montero is even cheaper at 2,200. Uh, he's not playing so well this year, and he's also got a knee injury going on. I don't know if he's going to be available tonight or not. Uh, I'd think about Montero just as someone who should be unpopular if he does play. Uh, but Contreras is going to be the easier pick and also very popular. Yeah, he's done nothing but hit since he's come up, really. Uh, and that yeah. is, he's not a nobody. He's a prospect they like a lot. So I'm, I'm not, you know, discrediting him. Yeah, he's a good hitter. Yeah. He's going to be a, a great asset for them. Uh, not, obviously not a star-level bat, um, mm-hmm. but for the position, definitely well above average. Yep. Um, the Cubs are matching up against Tom Kohler, who uh, has been pretty good against righties, though, this year. So I, I definitely yeah. like some Cubs against him. He's had a real trouble with lefties. He's also been good lately. Uh, it's an old favorite of Matt and I, but he's been, uh, he had a tough time to start the year, but... 259 ERA, only allowed a 610 OPS against in his last nine starts, but uh, still getting hit by lefties. So, you know, if Miguel yeah. Montero gets in there, I, I do like that as a cheaper option, too. Um, any other catchers for you? Are such a tough match to yeah. Uh, any other catchers for you? Uh, I do like Russell Martin a little bit up against Carlos Rodon. Uh, mm-hmm. Martin's gotten it together lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, game is at U.S. Cellular Field, which is a lovely park for power. And uh, he, he's patient. He takes his walks. Uh, he's 3,000 on FanDuel, high floor. Uh, there's potential for a ceiling if he hits a home run. Mm-hmm. And even if he does it, it should reach base once or twice. Yeah, and I think there's going to be a, a plenty of runs scored by Toronto today. Uh, I like Rodon, but he does have that weakness against righties, and that's a that's yeah. just a tough matchup for him. He's very volatile. Yeah. It's it's hard to predict what's going to happen. You go with a stack against him, and it's the day he throws eight innings, like 12 strikeouts or something. Yeah. It's, I don't know that I'm trusting him to pick him, but, yeah. There's no, plenty of in there. And, and Martin's showing signs of life, so I like that. Um, I wrote, uh, do you like Stephen Vogt getting Jared Weaver at all? Yeah, I like most people against Jared Weaver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the Jamie Moore of the day, and... Uh, that's somebody you can go after in any matchup. Uh, yeah. Obviously, he'll have his days when he's fine. Yeah. Uh, but rarely is he going to be so good that you can't use at least one or two guys. There. Right. There, there's some A's. It's hard to pick from the A's. Uh, the thing about Jared Weaver last time out went to Oakland through a Maddox, through the first Maddox of the season. It was <laughs> incredible. And he gets Oakland again, this time at home. I really don't think he's going to do that again. But it's at least, you know, he had one strikeout, given up plenty of contact. Uh, I'm at least thinking twice, but uh, I, I like Stephen Vogt. I trust him uh, at catcher. I think that's an okay matchup for him. Um, only other names I had, uh, Derek Nor- Norris gets Cody Reed, left-hander for the Reds. I like a lot of Padres when they get lefties, actually. I mean, they're a real bad offense <laughs> against righties, but there's a bunch of guys against lefties. Derek Norris is having a bad year, but still has that skill to hit lefties a little bit. So I would consider that small Padre stack. And then, would you consider uh, Brian McCann getting Tommy Malone? Brian McCann's been a little cold lately and isn't great against lefties, but Tommy Malone has a 5.7 ERA. 5.79 ERA, pardon me. Don't think he's going to go deep. Would you consider uh, trying to fade there with Brian McCann? Yeah, I like that as a a not popular pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, you mentioned he, he's probably not someone, even though Malone's bad, I wouldn't expect McCann to really do much against him. Mm-hmm. But the Twins bullpen's pretty bad, mm-hmm. and 
I could see McCann getting at least two plate appearances against that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a good bit of a fade. Yeah. Uh, any other captures for you? I think that about covers it. Uh, there's There wasn't a lot of clear wins in the catcher column for me. Yeah. From, I think Castillo was the one with the uh, exclamation point, and otherwise uh, might be going cheap. What are you thinking at first base? Where do you think you're probably going to go? Well, I'll knock out three big names right off the top. Uh, mm-hmm. Paul Goldschmidt in Colorado. Mm-hmm. That, that's a given. If you have the money for it, go ahead and do it. Yep. Uh, Edwin Encarnacion up against Carlos Rodon. Mm-hmm. Encarnacion's hitting well lately. A lot of power. and uh, you know He does this. Uh, he'll, he did it last year. He's cold for a while, and then he just picked up and finished the year right where we expect him to be. Mm-hmm. And he's doing that again. And then uh, really like David Ortiz tonight, too. Yeah, I think those are the big three names. He gets Nick Martinez, and right. that's a big fat green light there, I think. He should do just fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was thinking, uh, the, the other name I really like, again, I said Tom Kohler's been pretty good, but has that weakness against lefties. So I think that Anthony Rizzo, it's Miami, you know, it's not really where you want to take him, but he's a good enough fitter. I totally trust that. It's not quite as shiny as Ortiz and Carnacion or Goldschmidt, but, uh, I, I like that. Uh, and then the other big name I wrote down, Miguel Cabrera has been killing righties this year. And Danny Salazar has had a little bit of that reverse weakness, been uh, having more trouble with righties and lefties. Danny Salazar has just been awesome in general, though. So it's not really a, a big weakness to exploit or anything. But um, if you want to go somewhere a little less popular, that is, a uh, on paper, a good matchup for him, uh, kind of, I suppose. Uh, that, that's, again, more of a fade, trying to be sneaky, uh, looking for a little bit of value there. But I, I don't feel super comfortable picking against Salazar in general. Um, what about cheaper first base options? Where do you think you might go? I got two names on the cheaper side. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess we can go with three. Uh, the, the third one would be John Jaso, our standard high floor, low ceiling guy. Yeah. Uh, another high floor type, Joe Maurer, uh, up against Masahiro Tanaka. The matchup's not great, but we're, we're talking about Yankee Stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. Maurer's got an over 400 OBP versus righties this year. And so you're looking at a high floor, potentially high ceiling game. Like mm-hmm. He has enough power to get out of Yankee Stadium. Yeah. Uh, it's not like he's not hitting for any home runs. It's just a matter of getting under the ball, which I, I wouldn't really bet on against Tanaka, but maybe one of the relievers if they happen to do some damage early. Sure. Uh, the other guy I like is Logan Morrison, who was the worst hitter in baseball, and then mm-hmm. for a little bit he was the best hitter in baseball. And now he's looking pretty bad again. Yeah. Uh, but the game is in Baltimore, a great park for left-handed power, up against Giovanni Gallardo, who I think is pretty damn exploitable when it comes down to it. Uh, so if you want to hope that he can channel some of that hot hitting, uh, not a bad day to do so. Yeah, against Giovanni Gallardo, could see him doing all right there. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mind that. He's inconsistent, but there, there are skills there. The only name I have uh, left that we didn't discuss is Will Myers getting uh, Cody Reed again, another Padre who uh, is able to hit lefties. And so, again, I, I don't think Padres are very popular, but getting a lefty, there's damage they can do there, and he's been good. So uh, I, I definitely like uh, Will Myers as an option. All right, on the second base, I had five names written down. How'd you do? What's your list look like? Uh, there's there's some options, but not a lot of cheap guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started with, yeah, uh, if you want to go expensive, Robinson Cano getting Carlos Martinez, who has that split against lefties. Uh, Carlos Martinez is a, a decent pitcher, but has trouble with lefties and has for a long time. So I think you can go there uh, without hesitation. 
Same with Dustin Pedroia getting Nick Martinez in the past has pounded on lefties. This year, hitting the, the ball real well against righties. And I'm not scared of Nick Martinez at all, are you? No, not at all. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely one of the guys you can go after with you know, no hesitation. Yeah. Uh, the I guess my only concern is that the Red Sox should be pretty popular tonight. Yeah, but for a good reason. Scoring a bunch, he's up near the top of that lineup. I, I like Dustin Pedroia a lot. Um, what else are you thinking at second base? Uh, staying with the expensive guys, I like Matt Carpenter up against Wade LeBlanc. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a lefty on lefty, which when when the matchup's right, I like going after. And I think this is one of those situations where LeBlanc being a lefty is going to scare people off Carpenter, and it really shouldn't hurt his projections that much. Yeah. I was telling you before we started the show that I was really excited to see Wade LeBlanc's name on the slate because... Uh, just a throwback for me, I worked at uh, the AAA level in 2009 was my first job in baseball, and he was our ace at AAA Portland there, essentially. And even then, seven years ago or so, he was pretty much a quad-A pitcher, where he would go up and pitch for the Padres a bit and couldn't quite hang in the rotation, then come down and be good at AAA. And he's been doing that for about seven years, where he pitches pretty well at AAA, and then uh, can't hang in the major leagues. Just the definition of a journeyman. So seeing his name pop up uh, on my list here in 2016, it's like, oh yeah, that guy. Uh, I, I remember that. You know, he definitely can compile some innings, but also a guy you can definitely uh, pick against. And so going sneaky with Carpenter, I think it's not a bad idea at all. Um, I wrote down Jed Jerko. I don't know if he's going to get in there. He hasn't played in like a week. Uh, they've kind of solidified <laughs> that infield. I don't know if there's room for him, but they do like to use him against lefties when uh, when they do. Uh, so I, I don't know that he for sure plays, uh, but if he does, there's sneaky power there. He likes to hit lefties, and I would consider that. But I like Carpenter, too. I, I agree. I'm not scared of him against a lefty, especially a, a modest one like that. Um, what else do you like at second base? In, in the mid-range, Neil Walker's probably the guy who stands out to me uh, uh-huh. against the Braves tonight. Uh, that's a good matchup for him. You know, the, the Braves, there's not too much to worry about with Aaron Blair. He's got a seven-point-something ERA. Yeah. Uh, he really doesn't look like a major league pitcher to me. Uh, I, I I know the scouting reports read better than what he's shown. Yeah. Uh, but what I've seen with my own eyes does not look good. I, I was hoping for a little more from him. They were always thinking he was going to be kind of a decent floor-like third starter or so. And he still may be, yeah. but so far not so yeah, good. There's still plenty of time to get together. Yeah, not hasn't Just, shown uh, it yet. Though. Not right now. <laughs> uh, would you consider uh, Ben Zobrisk getting Tom Kohler? I know it's Miami, but again, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Tom Kohler has been good, but uh, struggles with lefties this year. So Zobrisk could do that as a switch hitter. And then I have a uh, Starlin Castro getting Tommy Milan. Starlin Castro has been, uh, I'll say, viable against lefties this year. Not not a stud. He's, he's having a oh, not a great year, but can hit lefties. It's Yankee Stadium. Tommy Milan's bad. Uh, I trust that as a second base option. Were there any more for you? Uh, the last one that stood out to me was Logan Forsythe up against Gallardo. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's pretty cheap on FanDuel at 2800 and leads off. So it's a good situation for him. Oh, yeah. That's, that's totally totally a place to go. Um, all right. How about third base? Where, where do you think you're getting started? Uh, again, a lot of options. Uh, there's At the top end, you have your standard stuff. Uh, Chris Bryant at Kohler. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nolan Arenado up against the Diamondbacks tonight. I see Josh Dolls has a day-to-day next to him, so let me see what's going on with that. Yeah. He's battling a stiff neck, it says. Okay. If he gets uh, in and he gets... Way into the lineup. Yeah. If he gets in, so, he gets Carlos looks Rodon. like he's probably going to play. 
Yeah. Yeah. Carlos Rodon. That, that, that one's a great matchup at uh, U.S. Cellular Field. Going beyond the top plays, uh, 2,900 on FanDuel. Anthony Rendon's up against Zach Davies. And Davies has pitched pretty well lately. If you kind of dig into the peripherals a bit, uh, I think his ERA is over like last few starts is like a one point something and peripherals are more mid threes. Uh, yeah. He's, he's an average pitcher and that's fine. Pitching at a uh, Miller park though, that rundown has got a chance for some power, uh, has a chance for some run production and it's a good lineup around him. So there's a potential that Davies has a rough night. Yeah. Uh, again, it, it's more taking advantage of the price that he has too, sure. uh, which is 2,900 in FanDuel. I like Rendon as a hitter more than most people. Um, I Zach Davies, we also like a lot uh, on the show. Matt and I have been on him lately. He started, had a, a tough start to the year. In his last five starts, 1-3-4 ERA. But then going back to his last nine starts, 2-4-0 ERA. So he's been pitching really, really well. Um, relatively quietly, especially out of Milwaukee. But uh, I agree, he's definitely more of a, a three ERAs pitcher. I don't think this is some hidden ace, but he's just on a hot streak now. Um, but yeah, I, I like Rendon. Uh, I think there are some, uh, Nationals guys you can use against him, but I'm also a little intrigued by him. Who else are you thinking at third base? My cheap option, uh, 2,600 on FanDuel, Yangervi Solarte. I love uh, that. in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, great park for power. And he's not really a power hitter, but he has enough pop to get out of that park. Mm-hmm. And you got a good situation. He bats cleanup. Uh, he's up against Cody Reed, who's someone I like today as a, a GPP play. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very uh, high risk, high reward. If the Padres do get to him, uh, Solarte will probably be a big part of that. And uh, he's also a high floor guy, good walk rate, low strikeout weight. Yeah, and he's also just been crushing lefties this year. Uh, yeah. He's he's a guy that I've always thought is super boring, uh, and he kind of is. But he's always hit lefties a little bit better than righties, and he's really doing that this year. And again, I think there's a, a mini Padres stack there to, to go with. I don't know if they're necessarily going to hit Cody Reed, but I think there are there are options, and he's a, a big part of that for me. So I could see myself going there. Um, and there's that Reds bullpen too. Yeah, you know, where yeah. Reed pitches six good innings, lets up one or two runs, still yeah. three innings of that bullpen. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I, I don't. I never really pick Padres against righties, but they are on my list against lefties for sure. Um, I have a uh, Nick Castellanos getting Danny Salazar again, uh, another Tigers guy who has been better against righties than lefties. Uh, it's, it's purely a fade. I, I'm not super confident about that one. I just don't think many people do it, and it's uh, it's not as bad as it looks. Uh, that's that's the best I can say about it. Uh, <laughs> is that you'd be scared of going against Salazar, and I think you'll need to be a little bit scared. Um, but still not not juicy. And then the only other name I had at third base you didn't mention is uh, Adrian Beltre getting David Price. Same kind of thing where the, the situation's good, but it's still a really tough pitcher to pick against. So that's a GPP play. That's a, a fade if you want to pick Beltre against a lefty. But I, I don't really feel comfortable going against uh, David Price in general. Um, right. Any other third base one for you? Uh, that covers it for me. Okay. On the shortstop, I actually had a bunch of shortstop names today, which uh, is not always the case. It can be kind of tough. Um, Trevor Story at home getting Archie Bradley. That's, you know, one of those obvious ones at the top of the list. It's totally fine. Uh, Cordy, Corey Seager going to Pittsburgh. Not a great park for hitting, but it's Jameson Tyone, who I believe a bit, but I think I believe Corey Seager more. Are you to the point where you can trust him in most matchups? Yeah, I, I definitely believe him more. Uh, the 
bigger concern for me being PNC Park is it's going to be a little hard for him to hit home run. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Tyron did have that near no hitter uh, two starts ago. It's definitely so, talented. You know, yeah. There's a ceiling there. Uh, there's risk with going with the Dodgers stack, for example. But yeah. uh, I could definitely see going with Seager by himself. Yeah, Corey Seager is almost the the Dodgers hitter I trust the most. You know, he's all of a sudden kind of pretty much uh, cemented himself. Uh, Yeah, Uh, I wrote uh, Brandon Crawford getting Zach Eflin. Are you hesitating picking against Zach Eflin at all? No, Uh, no, there's no real hesitation for me on that one. Uh, Eflin's an interesting guy. Uh, Something I noted before his first start, uh, pictures of his profile, command and control, a bit of a, a sinker. Uh, type approach. Uh, usually have trouble the first time they touch the majors. Uh, take some adjustments because they're used to working in the zone and the majors you have to also figure out how to work out of the zone without falling behind in the count. It's mm-hmm. uh, kind of tricky and so it takes some time to learn and uh, yeah so you get bumps in the road and I think Eflin's going to be going through those. Yeah he has so far uh, so I'd consider Brennan Crawford. I wrote uh, Carlos Correa getting ends and Volquez. I think that's totally fine. He's hitting righties more than lefties this year and ends and Volquez doesn't intimidate me. Um, so those are the studs for me if you want to go a little cheaper. I, I guess you can mention uh, Francisco Lindor and Jordan Zimmerman too. Not juicy but I trust him as a hitter to be okay there and Zimmerman's cooled off a bit. Um, but if you want to go Deeper. I don't know if this guy counts as deep anymore, but the matchup doesn't seem great. Jonathan VR gets Max Scherzer, and I think most people will say, no way, uh, don't want to pick against Max Scherzer, and he could definitely have a big day. But uh, as great as Max Scherzer's been this year, he's allowed an 821 OPS to left-handed batters. He gives up homers, and he's getting whacked by lefties. And VR is a switch hitter, so he can find himself in that platoon advantage. I would at least consider it. Uh, typically not picking against Scherzer, and I don't know how much help he's going to get from a pretty right-handed uh, Brewers lineup. But I, I just I like Jonathan VR. He can run. He can make his own points there, even if he doesn't get much help. Again, Scherzer, big weakness from lefties. Um, that's probably the only Brewers hitter I'm going to consider. But uh, do you think I'm crazy to consider VR there with that weakness? It's not crazy. It's certainly yeah. not a, a straight, normal pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but... You- if you're trying to look for a way to get something that should be unpopular with the ceiling and, and the floor, he's more of a, a high OBP guy right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's certainly worth a look. Uh, should be pretty much on your own if you go that direction. And you know, I don't hate the matchup, honestly, even though it's Scherzer. Yeah, I just can't believe that Scherzer has been hit that hard by lefties because he's absolutely dominated righties, you know, to have the numbers that he's had. Uh, but, but yeah, if you look a bit, you know, that, that's definitely a thing for him this year. Um, where are you thinking at shortstop? I'm looking right at Xander Bogarts up against Nick Martinez. Mm-hmm. Uh, that one's got my full attention. And then, uh, also like a let Stias or Diaz, mm-hmm. uh, up against Wade LeBlanc. Yeah. Uh, to an advantage. And he often bats up in the order against lefties and righties. Yeah. Diaz uh, has been, has been bad against lefties this year, but he definitely hit them in the minor leagues, and I think he's yeah. getting better. And it's way Don't worry about that so much right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not either. I'm kind of like... tiny samples. Yeah, I think he's going to be just fine, um, for sure. Uh, other shortstop... Uh, I only had... looks. I, I wrote Johnny Peralta getting Wade LeBlanc also, yeah. um, even though he's probably you know maybe more of a, a third base option. He hasn't hit uh, lefties much this year, but I think that he could be, 
I think he'll be fine. Uh, that's another one where it's small sample. I'm, I'm not worried about what the splits look like right now. Uh, Cardinals in Seattle are going to be just fine. And then my last name, I mentioned him the other day when we had a Padres against the left again. Alex Ramirez has like a 750 OPS against lefties this year or something. And he's not exciting. He, you know, he's not thrilling by any means, but, uh, when he gets lefties, he's competent. I think as competent as the word I will use for this, uh, Alex Ramirez matchup. So I consider them, uh, consider him if you're just looking for a, a real cheap shortstop. I think Alex Ramirez could get you some points. Um, any other shortstops for you? Oh, well, speaking of cheap guys, you reminded me of Nick Ahmed. Yeah. Uh, guy can kind of hit lefties. Uh, he's got like a 400 slugging percentage and a sub 300 OBP. Mm-hmm. Uh, so not ideal, but games at cores, and he can kind of hit lefties. Yeah. So uh, that is true. Good cheap option. Yeah. Uh, CJ in our chat right now uh, said that he's been on the Diamondbacks the last few days and asks if they're due because he's been underwhelmed the last few days i don't know that you and i believe in the concept of being due but uh i think that it's definitely a good matchup for a lot of them and so that's good that you, oh, yeah. you bring up nick ahmed because yeah we, we've talked about him in the past um on the show just definitely a glove first shortstop definitely bats low in the order not a real exciting uh batter but when he's hit it's been lefties and it's Coors Field, and, and things can happen for sure, and we think runs are going to be scored anyway, so not only does he have a chance to hit, but has a chance to hit uh, with guys on base when he comes up. So kind of like Alex Ramirez, if there is a time for him to be uh, intriguing, it would be here. Uh, and it's shortstop, and I think shortstop and catcher are the places you can go real cheap and, and still get a return. All right, on to the outfield. Brad, what, what sticks out to you in the outfield? Well, we could probably knock down this Coors game. Uh, yes. Carlos Gonzalez and Charlie Blackman up against Archie Bradley. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. I'll take it. Yep. And then uh, other side, uh, cheaper guys uh, for Diamondbacks. Uh, Yasmoni Tomas isn't terribly cheap, but uh, Ricky Weeks is usually cheap. He's mm-hmm. their cleanup hitter against lefties. Mm-hmm. Uh, great situation to get him. I think he's 3000 on FanDuel. I didn't check him on DraftKings. Mm-hmm. And then uh, getting in the lineup uh, lately, Peter O'Brien. Uh, a lot of power, a lot of whiffs, mm-hmm. uh, definitely a high ceiling, very low floor pick. Uh, but uh, if he gets into one or two, he could uh, he could put up a really big night. Yeah, he was crushing the ball at AAA, has crazy power, undeniable power. And, you know, you get to the major leagues and the ball moves a little bit harder and the breaking stuff can be tougher. But then if you go to Coors Field, it doesn't break so hard, maybe. Uh, might be yeah. a, a little bit easier to hit. Uh, Guts from the Pacific Coast League, the Coors Field might look. Or I mean, his, yeah, it's, it's still major league pitchers. But, too. Yeah, uh, I like that actually. I, I like O'Brien there and Tomas and Weeks. I like all those D-backs guys. Is less popular, but definitely viable options here. So uh, I yeah. think we like some some D-backs. Um, who else are you thinking in the outfield? A couple of Red Sox, Moogie Betts and Jackie Bradley Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably stay away from Rusny Castillo or whoever else gets put in the outfield. But they've, they've uh, those two looking good. The, they've been playing Chris Young, who... Chris mm, Young just hurt himself, though. Oh, so did he? Out. I didn't yeah, see he's that. He's on the DL, I think. Even. Oh, boy. I, I missed that. That's too bad, because he had been doing pretty okay. Yeah, I think it happened yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, been doing okay. No more. <laughs> yeah, who knows who they're going to play out there. But yeah, definitely Jackie Bradley and Mookie Betts, uh, green light there. Um, hi, one of my favorites uh, is Lorenzo Kane getting Dallas Keuchel, and it pains me to pick against Dallas Keuchel, but uh, Lorenzo Kane, last I looked, had an OPS over a 1,000 against lefties, 
and Dallas Keuchel has allowed an even 800 OPS to right-handed batters. And that is a, a good numbers to add up together. Um, just a really good matchup for Lorenzo Cain. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's sad to see Keuchel struggling this hard, but I think you can pick against him with guys who hit lefties like that. So uh, I'm going there. That's the, the Royals hitter I really like in this matchup. Um, I also wrote Carlos Beltran getting Tommy Malone. I think you can pick a couple of the Yankees guys, but that's the uh, the Yankees outfielder hitting lefties the best. He, he's been doing pretty good this year, and he's been doing especially good against lefties. So I'm definitely considering that one. Um, and then my Padres guys, for sure. Matt Kemp, who has one of my favorite batting lines this year, getting lefties. He's finally drawn a couple walks, uh, but he's just pounding the ball. Uh, and he gets uh, he gets Cody Reed. And Melvin Upton Jr. has also been hitting lefties. He's, he's turned that on a little bit more. Um, so, again, that Padres stack, there are some sneaky guys there that you can go with. Uh, that's my favorite uh, sneaky sneaky place to go today. Um, sure. Diamondback stuff a little more obvious, but I like that, too. Um, what else are you thinking in the outfield? Adam Duvall doesn't stop hitting home runs. No. I think it's Colin Ray. That's yeah. a fine matchup. Yeah. Uh, no OBP still. You know, he just doesn't reach base very often. It's a home run or bust. Yeah. Uh, so definitely high risk, high reward take play. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's tied with the league lead. So it's so crazy. not a bad place to go. It is so uh, crazy. Speaking of that profile, Mark Trumbo up against Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of league leaders and home runs, uh, he's also tied. Bryce Harper is, his price has come down enough to be quite affordable. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was an article on Fangraphs the other day about how he's just not hitting any pitches on the upper half. I still feel like he could probably get to Zach Davies, even if Davies is following the scouting report. Mm-hmm. Uh, Harper being who he is and you know, having that nice Miller Park to work into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he, he might have been a bargain long enough for people to stop using him, too. Yeah. It, we'll, we'll see how that one works out. But it's, uh, it, it's always hard when these stars are kind of slumpy. And with Harper, it's not like as bad as McCutcheon or Stanton where they're just not doing anything. He's still doing some work. He's still getting on base. It's just you, you watch him and you want to see more. <laughs> right. And he was so on fire and then the league started walking him a bunch. I think it could certainly be related to how people are pitching him. And you see a roller coaster of league adjusts to him and then he's going to adjust back. I mean, he has crazy talent. We're, we're not worried about him. He's going to be fine. Just uh, having some issues right now. Um, so, but I mean, as long as the the price is reasonable, he every day could hit two or three home runs. You know, it's not like yeah. I'm worried that he all of a sudden doesn't have it. So that that's, has as high a ceiling as most people. So I think any day you can afford him, that's definitely uh, an option. Um, do you like uh, Gregory Polanco getting Nick Tepish? Yes, that was the next guy on my list. Yeah, I definitely love Polanco this year. It's uh, been refreshing to see the breakout. Mm-hmm. I like Starling Marte too, but I know I know he's hurt. I saw that uh, he he's been out for a few days, uh, but would have been an option there, but can't use him. Um, I also wrote down uh, Mike Trout getting Eric Surkamp. I mean, Mike Trout's an option most days, but uh, now's now's a day where I might actually spend the money uh, in this matchup. Usually, I it's it's tough to justify, but I like that. And then the last two outfield names I had. Uh, Steven Piscotty getting Wade LeBlanc. He's also murdering lefties. Uh, so when he gets in for the Cardinals, he'll be in the heart of that order and just, uh, shows even more power against lefties. He always hits for a decent average, but 
like that a lot. And then I wrote a uh, Odebel Herrera getting Jake Peavy. He's the uh, the Phillies hitter I tend to trust most. I don't know how many r- runs they'll score, uh, but yeah. uh, Jake Peavy's pretty exploitable. You could see him doing okay. Um, any other outfielders for you? I like Billy Hamilton today, and there's a bit of explanation behind that. Sure. Uh, first, first the situation. He bats second in the Reds lineup. I I don't see any reason why they can't get to Colin Ray today. Mm-hmm. Uh, not really looking for power, but the Padres are one of the most run upon teams in baseball, and yeah. Hamilton gets on base, he's going to steal. Yeah. Uh, don't know if we'll get caught or not, but he's going to try to take a base, if not two or three. Uh, so could be a nice day for Hamilton. Uh, he's very cheap on FanDuel. I think he's just 2500 there. Sure. I'm looking at him on DraftKings now where he's 3800 a little less affordable. But he's going to run on Derek Norris, you think? Yeah, yeah, probably. And because it's a righty, he'll be able to run on Colin Ray, too. Sure. Yeah, I like that. That's a, that's a good option. Uh, any others for you before we get on to the pitchers? Uh, not a lot jumping off the page, really. There, there's always guys you can turn to mm-hmm. uh, if you want to dig deeper. And you know where to find us on Twitter if you want to talk about them. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, we get plenty of DFS questions, and it's we, we never mind. It's good to talk baseball. On the pitching side, Masahiro Tanaka getting the Twins. I know he hasn't been amazing this year, but I fully trust him in that matchup, don't you? Yeah, Twins matchup isn't bad for him. And the concern I seem to have with him every time I try to convince myself to use him is that he he's not really getting to that point where the outings are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Now his good outings are good. And I, I only play GPPs. If you're playing cash games, okay, good outings. Great. Yeah. Uh, you, you can, you can make a lot of money just playing good outings every day. Uh, but if you're playing GPP, you're trying to get a guy who one has one of the best outings of the day and two isn't, super popular at the same time. Uh, so <laughs> that's a bit of a challenging job. Uh, Tanaka is usually not someone who fits into either of those buckets. Well, he only has 68 strikeouts in 92 and two-thirds innings this year. You're like, where did the Ks go? And, you know, the control yeah, and, looks and good. And as a but... splitter pitcher, uh, the, the Twins do have enough lefties. That when, when you hang a splitter, it goes out of the park. That's just yeah. how the pitch works. Uh, so if he hangs a splitter to a lefty, it's going to be a home run. <laughs> yeah. He, he's been good. I, again, I think he'll have a good outing. 2.91 ERA on the year, the 1-0 whip. Like, he's a good pitcher, but these are the strikeout totals going back in the game log. 5-4-3-2-4-4. And then finally right. on May 15th, he had 7. Like, there's just not that huge ceiling. Like, we're, we want... You want a guy that can potentially hit double-digit strikeouts, you know, in GPP. No, we, we've poo-pooed him a bit, but remember, Tanner Roark, 15 strikeouts against the Twins. I will never forget that Tanner Roark <laughs> struck out 15 Twins. I mentioned the other day that the new one for me, uh, and that for me was just a huge comment on the Twins, I agree. Uh, the one for me the other day was uh, Jared Weaver throwing the Maddox against the A's. It just made me go, oh my goodness, the A's are broken. Something's wrong there. And uh, <laughs> that, That's just how their offense works. It's yeah. very hit or miss. Yeah. And there's definitely been games where I've watched them against a bad pitcher. Like I picked a stack of them. It's like some sort of lefty that they should kill. And they just make a bunch of easy outs. So yeah. 
Yeah, so I mentioned earlier, they get Weaver again. Are you considering trying to strike gold twice there with Jared Weaver against the eight? He only had one strikeout in his Maddox. Like, even when he pitched an incredible game, the best game he's going to pitch all year, the ceiling's not that high. Let me look to see how much he costs on draft kicks, because I could maybe see using him as your second pitcher there. But it's, again, even when you got a really good outing from him, it was not that great of an outing. I mean... Plenty of points. You'll take the shutout any day, but one strikeout. I'm just like, there's talk about yeah, no real ceiling there. I... So, so my qualm with the DraftKings option, he's 6,400 there, which, yeah, I think that works if you want to try to use Scherzer and also like course hitters or something. Mm-hmm. I would rather find 500 more dollars and use Jake PV against the Phillies. Okay, sure. A little more upside, at least in case there. Uh, yeah, and and he's actually pitched well lately. His last five starts, he's got a really good ERA. I don't have it in front of me. It's like mm-hmm. maybe a two-something or even a one-something. Yeah. Uh, there's a little bit of Bapit luck involved, but mostly just looks like he's you know, gotten himself under control a bit, uh, hitting his spots better. And, of course, that Phillies lineup, terrible. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, worse than baseball right now. Uh, the, the Braves have now surpassed them. Oh, and then – uh, Games at uh, AT&T Park, too. Oh, boy. I didn't know that they had uh, been passed by the Braves. That's tough. I don't know if the season stats have officially surpassed them, but just the way the, the teams are running right now. Yeah, depending on uh, how you split definitely, it. Definitely. The Braves are featuring a merely bad offense these days. Yeah. So we mentioned uh, Max Scherzer. He goes to Milwaukee. He has that bad split against lefties. They're mostly right-handed lineup. You're not hesitating there, really, are you, if you want to find the money for him? No, no, definitely a very attractive matchup for him. Uh, yeah. The only concern is that being on the road at Miller Park, uh, road game's always a slight hit to your chance to win, and uh, by extension, number of innings pitched, too. Yeah. Uh, so there's you know, statistical averages to consider, but I, Scherzer could also throw a complete game here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he does have that ceiling that we haven't seen from Tanaka, where every once in a while, Max Scherzer are all of a sudden like, oh, 15 strikeouts out of nowhere. Like, he has that in him. Yeah. Definitely not banking on it. but hey, He had the 20 strikeout game. Yeah. Had the the major league record. Exactly. It's like, you know what? It, it's there. You can, you can envision it. If you're going to spend that money in GPP, which is hard to do, uh, that at least exists. Um, are you, what are you doing with, uh, Danny Salazar opposite Jordan Zimmerman? I mean, Salazar is definitely good, but he gets the Tigers and, you know, Zimmerman's been okay. Can you do anything with that matchup? That's a tough matchup. Yeah. I, I would consider using it only because I would expect a lot of people to walk away from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only reason I'd use it. Uh, there, there's definitely an expectation of the Tigers scoring some runs because they just have a lot of thump in that lineup. There's mm-hmm. a lot of ways they can get to you. Uh, they can string together hits. They can go deep. Uh, they can just wear you out. And Salazar could have one of his four walk games. Uh, there's a, a lot of ways for him to get at you. Yeah, and Danny Salazar this year, two two three ERA. He's been awesome. He's striking everybody out. Like not taking anything away from Danny Salazar, but he has been worse against righties than lefties. He's he's been dominating lefties. Uh, and you know, it's such a right-handed Tigers lineup that it's not a great matchup for him. Could see the good, could see the bad, you know, but but it's not on paper a very good matchup for him. So, uh, what are your favorite uh, pitching ones that we haven't discussed so far? Where do you think you might go uh, in DFS for pitchers today? I really like Kyle Hendricks these days. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's basically pretty similar to 
a good version of Dallas Keuchel is like the comp I've seen, and I don't disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking very nice this year. Uh, 12 strikeouts in his latest outing. Uh, usually keeps the uh, runs to a minimum. Uh, can work deep into a game, uh, so he does have that ceiling uh, where he could supply a lot of points. Uh, not as consistent with those points as a Scherzer or Salazar, but uh, definitely has the potential to be up there with the top pitchers. Costs mm-hmm. more of a second-tier type price, uh, so definitely someone I like a lot against the Marlins today. Yeah, I like that too. Um, I want to mention Tom Kohler. Again, 259 ERA uh, in his past nine starts, only allowed a 610 OPS. He's a guy who's been pretty decent in the past, but he gets the Cubs. I mean, can you... Yeah, it's not a bad fade. No. You know, the the Cubs have their games where they score one run, and it seems to be when I try to stream them. Uh, I haven't, uh, or not stream, stack. Mm -hmm. I I don't have a stack of Cubs today, so I think they'll do all right. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, that that is a fade I would consider. Not with a ton of confidence, but I guess that's why a fade, why it's a fade. Um, are you considering Jameson Tyone in, uh, at home against the Dodgers? Yeah, he's a high-risk, high-reward play. Uh, he had that good game against the Mets the second time he faced them. I'm not too thrilled with him at this point. I don't see a huge fantasy ceiling. Uh, he, he strikes me a little bit as a Marcus Stroman type. Mm-hmm. Uh, where he can work deep into a game. Uh, they're obviously managing his innings, so they're going to be reluctant to even to allow that. Uh, but he can work deep into a game. He's not going to get a ton of strikeouts, but he should command the zone, not walk too many guys. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm interested there for sure. Steven Matz going to Atlanta. Any hesitation there at all? Yes, because the Mets are concerned about his health. Mm-hmm. Uh, the quote that's been floating around is they're going to be uh, cautious and watching him closely tonight. There's a chance that you, you get a situation where they don't like what they see in the fourth inning. Uh, they yank him out. He's very expensive. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was, wasn't was a matter of you know worrying about him getting pulled, the Braves matchup is fantastic for him. I'd love to use him. Yeah. Uh, but just I, I don't want to pay so much and then find out that he's gone in the fourth inning and it was semi-predictable. Yeah. Bust potential. How about uh, Aaron Sanchez going to the White Sox? They've looked pretty inconsistent, I would say, also. Are you considering yeah. taking him there? That's another game where, yeah, I'd consider it. Uh, probably like it more than Danny Salazar matchup-wise. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you are working with a very friendly uh, pitcher's park. I mean, hitter's park. Uh, he's on the road, uh, so that can sometimes eat into uh, routines. And again, that does hurt your uh, win percentage slightly. Yeah. Uh, so there's there, there's a few negatives there, but I, I would definitely think about using him. Uh, shouldn't be the most popular pitcher on the high end, and uh, you know, still very high ceiling. All right. I got two more names for you, at least on my pitcher list. Um, I'm considering Zach Davies. We talked about him. Again, one three four ERA in his past five starts, two four zero in his past nine. He's been good. We don't think he's this good, but he's good enough to use right now. Uh, he's only 47% owned in Yahoo leagues. That means Matt and I are both in on him on our field of streams pick for Friday. Uh, it's kind of boring when we agree, but he's just under owned. There's no way he should only be that owned. You, you got to go there. And the Nationals can definitely hit, but it's not a lineup I'm necessarily running away from. He's been good enough to at least take him there. I don't know how much support he'll get against Scherzer, but again, 47% owned right on that line of 50 for us. We're both going there. I'm considering it in DFS too. Again, he's, he's been good enough and I don't think he'll be, have crazy ownership. Um, so I, I'm considering that. 
And then the last name that I feel we at least need to talk about, David Price going to Texas. Are you worried about him getting the Rangers? Not worried. Uh, it's it's a tough park to pitch in, though, mm-hmm. and Price has been homer prone at times this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there's, uh, in fact, looking back at his last 10 games, uh, was well, not last 10, last 6, it looks like, uh, homer or more in every one of them. I count uh, 7, so, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he's pitched deep in most of them. Like, his last three or eight innings that he's allowed a total of five home runs. Yeah. So, it's a bit of a mixed bag. Like, those are good outings, but he's also, if some runners get on base for those home runs, it could turn to a bad outing pretty quick. He's been doing the Josh Tomlin thing, where he's getting his strikeouts, he's not walking anybody, the ERA looks good, but just at least a homer every game. It's like he has to check the box, it feels like. He has to give up one. Uh, But So, yeah, I I don't know that he's going to put up a zero in Texas, but I think he's good enough to at least be an option and have a good outing. Um, Are there any pitchers for you that we didn't mention? Uh, We kind of touched upon Cody Reed a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. Uh, He is someone I like as a high-risk, high-reward type. Uh, He can get more than a strikeout per inning. He can work semi-deep into a game if he's really running. Uh, it's his second major league start. Uh, he gave up a couple home runs in the first one. There's a chance he's going to be homer prone in this first look in the majors. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's a tough park to work. Uh, so there's upside. And we mentioned the Padres can hit lefties. Uh, that's the other thing to consider. Uh, even if Reed does have a really good game, uh, he might not be in line for the win, which hurts his uh, positioning on FanDuel. Yep. Yeah, I could see that. Again, I like a lot of those Padres getting a lefty, but I also trust uh, the ability for the Padres to put up a zero. <laughs> I think they have that in them also. All right, and then uh, I think that does it. I mean, are you considering Matt Moore or Giovanni Gallardo? No. No, not at Camden Yards, uh, not against uh, either of those offenses. Yeah, I think uh, the, the Rays... The Rays are great against righties, but it's Gallardo. That's the only reason I'd bring it up, is it's an okay matchup for him, but he still doesn't bring much, you know, much interest. Uh, and Matt Moore has too much blow potential. I mean, I could see a, a real deep GPP play just because the Orioles strike out plenty and he can get his strikeouts, but there's not a lot of trust there for me either. That's just yeah. trying to throw a dart at an unpopular one. Uh with the ceiling, the strikeouts give him some potential, but that's that's real deep. Not a lot of confidence there. Um, we'll take a quick peek at the weekend also. For Saturday, uh, Matt and I, our field of streams pick is uh, Kevin Gosman. We feel like is probably the best pitcher that is under-owned, under 50% owned there for Saturday. Uh, he struggled with righties. I, again, I, I the matchup's okay because the Rays struggle against righties, but there's enough right-handed bats that I don't feel great about it, and he's cooled off a bit. But uh, maybe the the best option on Saturday. Uh, Mike Leak is 49% on. He goes to Seattle. That's something you, you could do. Uh, but Mike Leak's also <laughs> terribly boring. Um, is anything uh, looking at this slate on Saturday? Any names jump out to you uh, that you're interested in, in watching pitch or, or trying to go with in DFS? Uh, it, it's, a, it's not the most exciting day. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Orioles do have a doubleheader. Uh, all four of the pitchers involved are mm-hmm. you know, fairly interesting. I'll probably take some time to watch a little bit of both games if I have the opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, want to get eyes on Michael Pineda, who I haven't really watched much this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, really weird uh, numbers. Uh, yes. 5.82 ERA, the XFIP something like 3.39. Yeah. Uh, huge discrepancy in that. Uh, the FIPs, like thick high threes. You know, he's allowing more home runs than you expect. The, the bat pips in like 380 range. 
uh, there's a lot of weird stuff going on, and it's uh, you know, hard, hard to get a read on it from just the stat sheet. Yeah, he's doing the Joe Blanton thing where he's throwing plenty yeah. of strikes. He's not walking people, but he's just getting hit. Yeah, uh, strikeout rates uh, about ten per nine. Yeah, uh, that that looks good. But I guess you know the the very elementary takeaway is he's throwing too many strikes. Is that the problem? I don't. Who knows? Something. something. Yeah, that, that's usually the the first narrative I look to when someone has numbers like that. He's throwing cookies at some point that are predictable. Yep. Um, Steven Wright's pitching on Saturday, and I don't know if he's becoming a yeah. must-watch pitcher, but he's becoming a real exciting story. Uh, glad to see him not tailing off. Uh, he's Now that Rich Hill's on the DL and hopefully coming back soon, uh, but Steven Wright's one of my favorite ones to, to watch and follow along while, while he's going. Um, the Padres also get a lefty again on Saturday. They get Brandon Finnegan, who uh, is a little... I have He's an okay pitcher, but it's still uh, those Padres I mentioned that get a lefty. You can consider them again on Saturday. And then uh, if we peek at Sunday, uh, Matt and I, we're agreeing all weekend. Uh, that's really boring in terms of our contest. I, I feel like he picked first, so I'm copying him, but they're just uh, favorite matchups for us all weekend. Uh, Anthony DeScalfani pitches on, on Sunday, and he gets the Padres. And I'll take any decent righty against the Padres. The lefties scare me a little bit, but DeScalfani, <laughs> even though it's in Cincinnati, uh, I totally trust him against San Diego. That's where we're going. Um, similar to, uh, Pineda's Nathan Eovaldi getting some strikeouts, but also getting hit around a little bit. Uh, him against the Twins is a, a little bit interesting. Uh, and then Bartolo Colon is slated to go to Atlanta. Uh, and you said they've gotten a little bit better and he wasn't able to, you know, he left it for what, one batter, one pitch or something in his last start. He barely started his last start, but if he's okay, uh, I'm totally fine with that in Atlanta. Not, not a huge ceiling, but, uh, at least should be okay. Um, what sticks out to you for Sunday? Anything uh, on the slate that has your attention? I want to watch the uh, Jason Hamill-Jose Fernandez game. Mm-hmm. Uh, like watching Jose Fernandez in general. Uh, yeah. Not really a... Uh, not unexpected. He's just fun to watch. Yeah. And then uh, Clayton Kershaw at night. Uh, oh, yeah. In the national game. Yeah, that'll, that'll be uh, definitely good. And then Josh Tomlin opposite uh, Justin Verlander, I think... You know, in the spring, you wouldn't have thought much about those two names, but going against each other, they're not quite aces, but they're definitely two quality pitchers making a, a better matchup than you would have considered. Uh, Tomlin opposite Verlander is kind of interesting. So, yeah. Well, uh, that should about do it for us for the Friday show. We're going to go ahead and get out of here. Uh, Brad, uh, what have you been doing other than uh, hanging out with other nerd writers in New York? You, you've been writing anything? Anything we should keep going uh, for? This last week, I've mostly been trying to catch up from hanging out with other nerd writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, the, the thing about going to New York, I left my computer behind, so it was, it's pretty much... I was hanging out with like 40 baseball nerds at a given time, and I was kind of disconnected from actual baseball at the same time. Yeah. So uh, a lot of stuff to catch up for there. A lot of articles to cram into the last few days. I'm back to my normal schedule, and uh, now I just have to head to a doctor appointment after this and start rehabbing some things. Mm-hmm. Uh, we forgot to mention up at the top of the show, but uh, Brad, of course, running the, the Daily Grind Invitational, and we have another one of those up for today. It looks like there's still some room in those entries. So if you were listening to this, checking it out, uh, Go, go get in there. Um, that is on FanDuel today. There's a link in the post. You can also follow Brad on Twitter, at BaseballAteam, uh, doing those uh, contests every day. Those been going pretty all right? Yeah, they've been going well. Uh, the My only complaint is I'm not winning as much as I'd like to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
but that's all Rotographs readers. Uh, it's fun interaction there. That's, that's a good way to play with uh, other nerd writers, as we put it. Uh, so, yeah, check out that link uh, on there. And then, uh, yeah, that should do it. Again, follow Brad at Baseball A Team. Uh, writes about DFS, also writes about Dynasty, so both ends of the spectrum, uh, and some in between, for sure. Uh, yeah, we're getting out of here, Brad. Uh, good luck at your doctor's appointment and your rehab. Hoping that your your pitching shoulder gets straightened out, basically. Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, I can get that figured out, and then I got a uh, grade two hamstring strain. I need to rehab. Uh, sounds like Brad is day to day a little bit yes. banged up. Um, I am yep. on Twitter at a uh, Higgins FOS, and like Brad mentioned, we'd like to hear from you guys. Uh, if you want to tweet about DFS questions, if you just want to talk about general baseball stuff, we'd like to hear from you. Um, that should do it. Thanks for listening. I'll be back on Monday with Matt as always, and uh, until then, good luck with your picks, and have a good weekend. Thank you for listening to the Field of Streams podcast. For more fantasy baseball analysis, visit fangraphs.com slash fantasy, or follow us on Twitter at Rotographs.